We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football just had a great month on the recruiting trail in September, and now entering October, things might be getting even better. We're talking Oregon recruiting on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, how we live in. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting. It is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. And just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. We're talking recruiting on a Tuesday morning. Tons of stuff to get into as we look back at the month that was for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks on the recruiting trail, and then also get into some headlines and some big-time recruitments that we're tracking as the month kicks off in October. Guys are going to be coming to campus, and a lot of big developments on the recruiting trail, even though the Ducks only have one home game in the month of October with the Washington State Cougars led by head coach Jake Dickert coming to Eugene on October 21st. The Ducks are in a bye week right now, but don't let Dan Lanning hear you call it a bye week because he says it's a work week. Ducks getting ready for a big, big top 10 rivalry showdown on Montlake in Seattle against Kalen DeBoer, Michael Penix Jr., and the Washington Huskies. So we got a bit of time to pass between now and then getting to that game. So fortunately for you, there is a lot of recruiting for us to get into. So I'm going to start off by just breaking down some of the commitments that the Ducks got in the month of September. And starting us off is a big, big time defensive player. 2024 Yelm Washington linebacker Braden Platt. He announced his commitment to Dan Lennon and the Ducks on September 4th with Oregon winning a big time head-to-head recruiting battle over Brent Venables and the Oklahoma Sooners. And I'll, I'll let you guys know, I was pretty confident that it was a matter of when, not if, for Braden Platt becoming a Duck. He was really a priority for Dan Lanning and this Oregon coaching staff 
from kind of the moment that he got hired. I think if, if I'm looking at this recruitment and kind of how it unfolded, I bet Dan Lanning got hired. And then after the 22 class got wrapped up, maybe even before the 22 class got wrapped up, he was looking at the top players in the Pacific Northwest. And then in all caps and bold letters, if you can, he wrote at the top of his board, Braden Platt, Washington. Dan Lanning wants to make this Oregon defense an absolutely elite group. And to do that, you need to bring in freakish athletes. And I think that those are the two best words that describe Braden Platt and the kind of player he is. Freak athlete in the absolute best way possible. I mean, if you're looking at the tape here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres, we got some of Braden's junior highlights on the on the screen right now for the Yum Tornadoes. And you have home run, touchdown run after home run, touchdown run, as he also doubles as a running back. Uh, I remember I reposted a video, retweeted um, a video from Brandon Huffman, who was at one of Yelm's games um, last week. And he just showed the top, the ridiculous top end speed and acceleration that Braden Platt has. He's listed at six foot two, 240 pounds, but it sounds cliche. And I think it really rings true. Guys, this size shouldn't be able to move like that. I think you hear that. You can say that. And you hear that with a lot of guys that Oregon is recruiting and has ultimately landed in the 2024 class, a couple that come to mind are Jaquan McCroy, six foot eight, 350 plus pound offensive tackle out of Alabama. He moves like you shouldn't be able to move. And I think another guy is probably Dakota Fields, six foot two, 185 pound corner that I saw in action last week out of Gardena, California, Sarah High School, where the Ducks found Roderick Pleasant last recruiting cycle. And that certainly applies to Braden Platt. I think he checks all the boxes that you could want as a linebacker, physical, explosive, athletic, and maybe better than the other two linebackers that Oregon has committed in this class, or maybe more so, I shouldn't say better, but talk about a guy who can play sideline to sideline. I think when you look at the agility, you look at the short area burst on tape, a lot of it comes from his play as a running back, but he certainly shows it as a linebacker on defense here. Just the physical nature that he plays with, laying a big hit there. I think that Braden Platt is the prototypical linebacker that Dan Lenning wants on his defense. A guy who can play sideline to sideline and really cover. I think that Oregon's defense right now, through five games, is playing some tremendous football, and a big part of that success is, is because of the linebacker core, because of guys like Jeffrey Bossa, Bryce Betcher, Jamal Hill. Those guys are flying around, shooting into gaps quickly, um, closing those windows of opportunity. And I think that Braden Platt is a guy that really could find himself seeing the field sooner rather than later once he gets to Eugene. He also doubles as a track star in events like the Javelin. So he does a little bit of everything. And even though he's an amazing football player, he might be just as good or an even better track athlete, as crazy as that is to say. His marks uh, in, in his track and field events are, I, I want to say, in the top 5% nationally. I really don't talk too much track, so I can't, I'm not too educated on that matter. But Braden Platt is an absolute dude. He's an absolute dog, and he's one of the best players in the Northwest, one of the best players in Washington. 
and he's not going to be playing for the University of Washington. He's going to be playing for the University of Oregon. Another huge win for Dan Lanning and his coaching staff on the recruiting trail. And when you are in a place like Oregon, a state that doesn't produce a ton of top-end blue-chip talent, you need to kind of expand your borders, expand your recruiting ground, and the whole Pacific Northwest kind of becomes your backyard. So Oregon does a great job here of keeping one of those top players in their backyard. And let's just not forget, Oklahoma is playing some great football as well. They're also undefeated in the uh, in the 2023 season. 2023 season. So I think for they're a team that's you know just as hot as anybody else right now. And Brent Venables has done a tremendous job recruiting since he took over as the head coach there coming over from Clemson where he was the defensive coordinator and put out some really, really good defenses. So this is also a huge recruiting win in, uh, you know, just a head-to-head manner. So Braden Platt is the guy that we're starting off today's show with. I'm a massive fan of his. I've seen him in person a couple of times. Haven't seen him play a tackle game in person yet. I've only seen him on the camp setting and the seven-on-seven circuit. Also saw him at the Elite 11. So um, hopefully I can see him in person someday, but Really, really big fan of Braden Platt and just the kind of player that he is for the Ducks. Moving right along in terms of the commitments that Dan Lane and the Ducks picked up in September, you're looking at 2026 Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain defensive lineman, Tony Cumberland, a five-star recruit, according to 247 Sports. And we know that that's a big, um, a big title that fans want to glam onto. And stars aren't everything. They don't mean anything once you get to the college game, but man, it certainly does drum up a lot of hype, a lot of attention during a recruit's high school years. And Tony Cumberland is one of the very best defensive linemen in the country. And um, I'm looking up kind of just where he ranks right now. He's 6'5", 265, 247 has him as a the number 27 player nationally on the composite, the number four defensive lineman, and the number one player in the state of Arizona. So this is a huge get for Dan Lanning and the Ducks just because of the goals for this team, the defensive aspirations. You're going to lose a lot of people from this defensive line after the 2023 season. Brandon Dorless probably heading to the NFL. If Jordan Birch keeps doing what he's doing, maybe he plays himself into that uh, higher upper end NFL draft consideration. I think that's probably what the goal is. So a guy like Cumberland isn't going to be playing for you next season. He can't really help replace those guys, but you got to keep recruiting top end elite talent, especially in the trenches. I've talked a lot of times before about how I think that Oregon's defensive line recruiting has been lacking. Not that it's been bad, not that it's been poor, but it just hasn't been on the level it's needed to be to get this team back to the Pac-12 title game, back to the, the the playoff or even the national title game. So I think you get a guy like Cumberland, that's the kind of caliber of defensive recruit, especially a defensive lineman that Dan Lanning wants to be suiting up for him on Saturdays. And it gets even better with Cumberland because he told me after uh, after he committed that he is planning to reclassify to the 2025 class. So I think that is kind of something that flies under the radar. I know a lot of people want to just talk about the 2024 class, but to get a player of his caliber is a big thing in its own, but to get him a year earlier, I think that's even bigger. 
I think about recent reclassifying storylines for Oregon, and you don't even have to leave the state of Arizona. Kyler Casper out of Williamsfield High School in Arizona, he reclassified from the 2023 class to the 2022 class. Now, he hasn't seen a whole lot of playing time. I remember he got in. I know he got in in the Colorado game and and almost had a touchdown grab, but he wasn't able to haul that one in. So he may not be the the best example necessarily because he hasn't – had a lot of success at Oregon just yet, but look at that wide receiver room. It is absolutely stacked, but I thought that was a good example of someone to talk about and and just how meaningful it can be to get a guy on campus early. And Oregon's 2025 class, it's uh, not exactly anything to scoff at. Currently have the number six recruiting class in the 2025 cycle, according to 247 Sports, and they only have four verbal commitments headlined by Tampa, Florida wide receiver, Dallas Wilson. And then you also have Lincoln, San Diego, California quarterback, Achilles Smith Jr., who is a duck legacy following in his father's footsteps. He's also verbally committed. And then you got Adrian Wilson, a wide receiver out of Texas. And then Chavez, Samman Thompson, an offensive lineman out of the Sunshine State out in Florida. So you take that group, a group that's already off to a really hot start. I've talked about how I love that Dan Lanning is able to not only get top-end talent in the 24 class, the current senior class, but you're able to look farther down the line into the 2025 class and get some really, really solid recruiting momentum there. So you look at what they already have, and then you figure you can add Cumberland into that, another five-star guy, and that is great because there's a saying in recruiting, and I feel like it only rings true the more and more football I watch, the more and more recruitments I cover. Good players want to play with good players. So Oregon has a great foundation in that 25 class. You figure you can add Cumberland into that, and it's only going to help attract better quality caliber players. So I think that that is a great win for Dan Lennon and the Ducks on the recruiting trail. They identified him early. Arizona has served as a very important state for recruiting under Dan Lanning with a couple of guys, not really a ton that come to mind right now. Arizona State transfer, Connor Soeli, uh, Solis, excuse me, uh, the linebacker, he's a, he's playing a decent amount of snaps. And I think Cole Martin is a guy with a ton of promise from the state of Arizona, Basha High School in Chandler. So just a couple of uh, recruiting storylines there. But those were the two commitments that Dan Lanning and company landed in September. But Commitments aside, I think that there are a couple other uh, big developments that we saw coming out of the month of September that are certainly worth a mention. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's let's dive into some of those other storylines. So we know that Oregon hosted Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes for a big-time game just a couple of weeks ago in week four. The Ducks were able to come away with that victory, 42-6, to with all of the eyes in the country. The national spotlight, you could say, were on Eugene, Oregon. They were on Austin Stadium. So not only was it great to come away with a win, but they did that in front of a lot of big-time recruits. Some of their top targets were on campus for that game for a visit, and one of those guys was Seattle, Washington, O'Day High School running back Jason Brown Jr. He is the top uncommitted running back in the entire country for the 2024 recruiting class. He's working from a top three of Oregon, Michigan State, and Washington. We all know the story with Michigan State. Mel Tucker fired for cause fired with cause, I should say. So he had kind of recently been projected to commit to Michigan State, but obviously when a head coach gets fired, that throws a wrench into things. I did make my prediction for Jason Brown Jr. to commit to Oregon back in August. I was feeling, um, I I wouldn't say shaky about it, but I was feeling, uh, I guess, a little bit less confident than when I initially made it after seeing him get predicted to Michigan State, but I didn't change my pick. You can't panic on these things. You got to, you know, talk to people and see what events transpire. So now coming off of that visit for the Colorado game, here come the crystal balls. Steve Wiltfong, 247 director of recruiting, crystal balls, Jason Brown Jr. to Oregon, Brandon Huffman, who's based out of the Seattle area. He's the national recruiting editor for 247 Sports. He crystal balled Jason Brown Jr. to Oregon. So That only makes me feel more confident about my initial pick for Jason Brown Jr. to end up at Oregon. What do we know about Oregon and the recruiting dynamic right now with the running back position? They already have one running back committed in Dejon Riggs out of Washington, D.C., St. John's. I know that the staff is incredibly high on him. I think that the plan for him is to kind of get developed in the mold of a Bucky Irving. Runs hard, really creative, doesn't go down easily. Really like what the Ducks have in Dejon Riggs. He does kind of present a little bit more of that thunder aspect. And I think that if you can get a guy like Jason Brown Jr. in the fold, maybe you have a little bit of a thunder and lightning type of deal. The Ducks already did it in 2023 with Dante Dowdell, a Mr. Football Award winner out of Mississippi, Picayune High School. They got him in the 23 class. And you also got Jaden Lamar, who's also from the state of Washington, Lake Stevens High School. He was a state champion, went out on top as a senior. So the Ducks already have a Washington running back, and I think they're in an awesome spot to add Jason Brown Jr. Important to note here with Jason Brown Jr., the Ducks haven't gotten an official visit from him just yet. The only official visit he's taken was to East Lansing to see the Spartans. So I think that it kind of stands to reason that they'll get him back on campus for an official visit before he makes his commitment. He doesn't have a commitment date set right now, Also worth noting, it looks like Washington is trying to turn up the heat a little bit in this recruitment. I think they see that Mel Tucker firing as a little bit of a window 
if you will, to get back into this recruitment. They haven't done an awesome job recruiting in-state talent. It is worth mentioning that they did get Caleb Presley, who flipped away from Oregon to Washington out of Rainier Beach in the 2023 class. But I don't think that was a, a huge loss for Oregon because they were able to flip LSU cornerback commit at the time. Dalen Austin, who's now a true freshman, enrolled at Oregon from Long Beach, Poly, California. So kind of a, a little bit of a trade-off there, if you will. But Oregon has traditionally, at least in recent years, done a great job of recruiting the top guys out of the state of Washington. Josh Connerly, number one offensive tackle. Brandon Platt, the number one linebacker out of that state. So I think Jason Brown Jr., should he end up a duck, which I think they're in a great position for, I think that he could continue this trend of elite Washington talent choosing to play their college football in Eugene. So that was kind of one of the big developments out of September is that Oregon continues to surge for Jason Brown Jr., the number one uncommitted running back in the country. Uh, I just realized that I finished my hit on him and didn't put any film on the screen. So my bad for that, but I'll get this next one on the screen. So you guys will have to forgive me. The next guy we're talking about, big, big time target for Oregon here in the 24 class. Fairfield, California, our Mio defensive lineman, Jericho Johnson. He's an absolute beast. And um, he's a big time guy that the Ducks are going after here in the 2024 class out of Northern California, a top West Coast talent. And he would be, he's basically as big of a name as you'll find on the defensive line, six foot four, 300 pounds. And he's working from a top four of Oregon, Utah, Washington, and USC. He's already taken an official visit to Washington, but he was back in Eugene for that Colorado game for an unofficial visit, and I bet that the Ducks crushed it. I haven't heard any specific intel on that visit, but I got to do a little bit of digging to get some of that. You see the quickness. You see the power. You see the athleticism of Jericho Johnson on tape just explodes off of the line of scrimmage, whether he's defending the run or rushing the passer. He would be a massive addition for Oregon here in the 2024 class. Now it looks like he is working on setting up the rest of his official visits. He's going to take official visits to Utah and USC, but right now it's looking like Oregon wants to, and is in a great position to get that final official visit before he makes his college commitment. So we all know about the importance of the timing with visits. And I think that Oregon is setting themselves up for a a very strong chance to land Jericho Johnson if they do in fact get that final visit. He didn't tell me that he had a super specific commitment timeline. He hasn't announced anything yet, but it looks like he's planning to make his decision sometime in November, keep that decision in-house, make it uh, behind closed doors, right, with his camp before he goes public with it in December during the early signing period. So I think that the Ducks getting him back on campus for an unofficial visit is huge. Getting him potentially back for his final official visit, huge. Having an awesome defensive showing in front of him for him to take in, where you can point to guys like Jordan Birch, Mateo Uyunglele, having awesome days, having young guys playing early. I think all of that really factors in here, and I think that uh, Oregon's defense probably has the most promise out of any of his finalists. So I think that I'm feeling really good about Oregon's chances here with Jericho Johnson. Tosh Lapoy is a NorCal native just like Jericho Johnson, and he's one of the best recruiters in all of college football. So Jericho Johnson getting back on campus is definitely a significant development for the Ducks 
in the month of September. I think I might have to make a prediction for him to go to Oregon, but make sure you keep an eye out on ducksdigest.com and make sure that you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at mtourissports so you don't miss out on all my latest updates. We got another guy that we have to talk about, big time guy in the 2024 class. That's College of San Mateo cornerback Sione Laulea the third. Why are we talking about him? Well, he is set to make his college commitment in just a number of mere days. Sione Laulea has announced that he will make his college commitment on Sunday, October 8th, which I believe is his birthday. So that's a, a significant development for Dan Lanning and company. They already have two commitments from cornerbacks here in the 24 class, but that is a premium position and we know it. That was a position that Demetrius Martin and the rest of the defensive staff absolutely put a premium on in 2023. You signed three guys from the high school ranks in Cole Martin, Dalen Austin, and Solomon Davis. And then you also went to the transfer portal to get some big-time talent at the cornerback spot in Kyrie Jackson from Alabama. He's been having a great season. And then Nico Reed as well from the state of Colorado, uh, a Bay Area guy, but transferred from the University of Colorado to Oregon. And I'm talking about Sione Laulea not only because he's supposed to make his commitment on Sunday, but I have predicted that he's going to become a duck when all is said and done. He's going to be making his decision from a final three of Oregon, USC, and Miami. And I think the Ducks are in a great spot here with Laulea, the number one junior college prospect in the country for 2024. What makes him special? I mean, you can see his tape, just the production and the coverage ability. Six foot four, 185 pounds. You just don't find that blend of size and speed at cornerback very often. And I think when you do find it, when you find it on the West Coast, you have to make it a priority. Like I mentioned, you already got commitments from Dakota Fields and if Obadegwu, great players, but you don't know and you can't necessarily rely on those guys playing early. So if you go out and get a junior college guy, this is someone who's older, has played some good football already and has produced. And then further aiding Oregon's case here, they have landed guys at the College of San Mateo before. Bennett Williams might come to mind, a recent safety for the Ducks. Now his brother Evan is on the team and killing it in 2023. And then George Moore, I almost said George Silva because he also was a junior college guy. But George Moore, he was also a former number one junior college prospect, I believe. And he played his college ball at the College of San Mateo before he eventually uh, committed to Oregon. So I think when you look at Oregon's track record of development at defensive back and you look at Demetrius Martin's track record for developing top end talent, I think it really just adds to the case here for why Oregon should be the call, I think, for Sione Laulea once he goes to make that decision on Sunday. Um, further, maybe aiding Oregon is that he did take an official visit to the Ducks in June. And honestly, he didn't have big expectations for that trip, but. I think he saw that Oregon is a lot more than just swag and Nike and the uniforms. Um, he has really strong relationships with his coaching staff and Dan Lanning's building something special with that defense. So I think that when it's all said and done, Laulea is going to want to be a part of it. And that's definitely a huge name you have to track if you're a fan of Oregon football recruiting. A couple of other guys we got to talk about um, on the recruiting trail here. Let's talk about Aiden Breland, five-star defensive lineman out of modern day high school, Santa Ana, California. He's down to a final three of Oregon, Miami, and Georgia, and he's going to be coming off the board here in under two weeks. He recently announced that he's going to be making his college commitment on October 14th. 
And honestly, guys, this one is really hard for me to get a feel for. All right. I'll, I'll be, I'll be transparent with that one. Cause he did take a recent visit out to Georgia. It was an unofficial visit. So I think anytime you can get a guy to go out there on his own dime, especially a cross country trip, I think that would bode well for Georgia. He did take an official visit to all three of his finalists, Oregon, Georgia, and Miami. Mario Cristobal was his first offer in college. Um, his first college offer, I should say, when he was at Oregon. But I really do think for all intents and purposes, this is an Oregon versus Georgia battle for Aiden Breland, a five-star prospect in the 2024 class. And I think with, when we were talking about Jericho Johnson earlier, I think that you definitely need to mention him and Breland together because they're both defensive linemen. They're both 6'4 plus and uh, 300 pounds plus. I think that you see both of them play with a mean streak and with a motor. I think with Breland, you can see him obviously flash on tape, but after seeing him in person a couple of times, I think that the consistency is kind of one of those question marks that maybe comes up every now and then. He is an incredibly gifted player, super, super talented. You would just like to see him bring it on every single play. And after seeing him in person multiple times since I moved out to Southern California, I think that is kind of something that comes to mind a little bit every now and then. But when he has it on, I mean, it's hard to find better defensive linemen in the country than him. You see him just ragdolling these running backs once he can get his hand on them because he is just a beast. And when he when he can flip that switch on, man, he is a problem. So I think that it looks, at least on the surface here, Again, I got to do some more digging, but it looks like Aiden Breland is trending towards Georgia. I don't think this one's over yet. There's still about two weeks, and that uh, that commitment is going to be coming on the day that Oregon plays Washington, probably on college game day, and Oregon has been doing a great job with defensive linemen lately. You look at guys like DeForest Buckner, Kayvon Thibodeau that are in the league, Eric Armstead as well. So there's certainly that track record of development, a track record that, mind you, is probably only going to get better under Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, and Tony Tuioti. But I think that it feels like Jericho Johnson is the more realistic option of the two. I think you can get, if you get either one of these guys, they would be phenomenal additions. And I don't think that the gap between Jericho Johnson and Aiden Breland is as big as some people might think. But these are two super high-end players, and I know that the Ducks would be absolutely stoked. I couldn't figure out what word I wanted to use there. They would be absolutely stoked. Really pumped up if they could get either one of these guys. But Aiden Breland is the one that looks closer to a decision right now. The Ducks don't have a home game to host him for a visit on before he's supposed to come off the board. I guess you could try to get him up during the bye week. I'm not really sure how that works, but maybe that's something that they try to do. Maybe that's a trick they have up their sleeve. But I'm not ready to say it's done just yet. But for my two cents, it does appear that Aiden Breland is trending towards Georgia. So we'll see. Still got some time to go in that recruitment. Another guy we have to talk about is Brandon Baker, Aiden Breland's five-star teammate at Modern Day. Why are we talking about Brandon Baker? Well, it wasn't all great news for the Ducks when it comes to recruiting in the month of September as Aiden, as Brandon Baker committed to Texas. He had a final group that consisted of Texas, Oregon, Florida State, Nebraska, Ohio State. Nebraska got a, a visit from him that weekend before he came off the board, but, uh, Texas ended up being the call for Brandon Baker, a prediction that I made prior to that commitment. So, um, you know, I told you guys it was looking like it was going to be Texas and it was, but it's important to mention Brandon Baker here because this is going to sound crazy, but just give me a minute. All right. Bear with me here. 
I don't think that Brandon Baker is a tremendous miss for the recruiting staff, okay? I know that sounds wild, but let me explain why. I think in the in the in the last month or so leading up to his commitment, Oregon was in the driver's seat. They looked like the, everyone knew they were the team to beat. He was rocking Oregon gear all the time. He even went to Ohio State with his Oregon backpack, I was told, um, during one of his visits. But over the last month or so, it just seemed like Oregon wasn't making him as much of a priority. It seemed like their focus was shifting away to some other prospects, mainly Eddie Pierre-Louis out of Florida and Jordan Seaton out of IMG Academy. So I think right now Oregon would be okay if they just signed the guys that they have committed in the 24 class. But I'm thinking that Eddie Pierre-Louis and Jordan Seaton, it looks like, are both supposed to get on campus for a visit before they make their college commitments. Like I've said before, I don't think Oregon has done a great job. I know Oregon hasn't done a great job in terms of their hit rate with guys from IMG Academy. They haven't traditionally landed a lot of those top-end guys that they recruit from IMG Academy. So I think Eddie Pierre-Louise is probably the more realistic guy of the two, but there's still three months between now and National Signing Day, the early signing period. But we know that those are kind of the top two guys that they're operating on. So I just think that Oregon's priorities kind of shifted. And those are the two guys that they're going in to try to ultimately land here between now and the early signing period. But I already love their class that they got. Fox Crater, Jaquan McRoy, Devin Brooks. You got some good in-state talent as well. Trent Ferguson. So tons of really good pieces already, but you can't get complacent. I don't think Oregon is when they're looking at some of these other guys. So that's kind of just my two cents on the Brandon Baker recruitment. I think I wanted to hit on it because a lot of people were heavily invested in that recruitment because it looked like he was going to be a duck for a while, but Texas came on strong there. He took an official visit out to Texas and um, it just looks like things change. Recruiting's fluid. All right. That's all I can really say. Last topic I want to get into kind of a broad one, but when we're looking at recruiting, all this crazy stuff can happen, right? You can have NIL, you can have the portal, you can have the coaching carousel, but winning, playing quality football, getting wins is still the best recruiting tool at the end of the day. And what did Oregon do in September? They won a lot of football games and they did it with some big time recruits in attendance with some big, big time eyeballs on that program. So I think that's just kind of a, um, a uh, superlative that we can kind of wrap up this episode on a little bit. I think that you can host the guys on campus and, and have these big time, great atmospheres for these games. But at the end of the day, as long as you're winning, you're producing guys are getting better. All things that are happening up and down this Oregon roster. I think that's going to go a long way in terms of just helping the ducks try to seal the deal on some of these priority targets that they're still recruiting here in the 2024 class and beyond. I, I really look at this as the 24 class should be pretty much wrapped up by the time we get to December, which is why it's so important that Oregon has already put in a lot of work in the 2025 recruiting class. So Ducks are doing a great job. You can't win them all, but you still have some big time guys that decided to commit to Oregon in, in uh, September this past month and some guys that Oregon is still chipping away at 
in the 2024 recruiting class. So important to keep up with those recruitments. So that'll do it for me here on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. couple of reminders, you guys. Lock in with me on social media, at Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and smash that like button while you're at it, at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Coming at you with the Ducks Dish Podcast five days a week, sometimes six days a week, but five days a week as of right now. And then make sure you read all of my written work over at ducksdigest.com. Share the show. I like it. I love it when you like it. Um, And I really appreciate your guys' support. Appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football and some duck crouton with me. But until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.